This is Yep, I Did That with Amanda and Jonna. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm Jonna. I'm Amanda. And we're Yep, I Did That. A podcast. <laughs> if you didn't know that <laughs> since you're here, we'll just tell you what a podcast is. <laughs> just no, we're a podcast that is talking about health and wellness things that are out on the internet that could be bad for you, could be great for you, but we're here to tell you if you should or shouldn't do it. Yep. And this week, we're talking about coffee enemas. Yeah. And I have tried them for you a couple times that's over the why, last two weeks. That's why John is here. She is our guinea pig to make sure that we are getting the best health we can without yeah. having to do the work until it I try it, it before works. you buy it. Exactly. And Amanda is... A registered, a registered dietitian. dietitian. I didn't know if you were going to say it. Well, I was waiting like, is she going to do some clever? No. Oh. And so we just did a jinx. We did a jinx. Yeah. It's okay. That's I owe you clever. a Coke. Yes. And by Coke, I mean I owe you a LaCroix because that's what we drink. <laughs> Today it's Spindrift. Spindrift is also quite delightful. Shout out. We're not sponsored. <laughs> um. So, how are you? I'm good. My mom's gone. Um, And so it's just me and the kid and waiting for Kyle to get back from Australia. Woo. And then the day he gets back, my in-laws come in. So it's going to be super fun. How long? I don't know. I think they'll be here for a week and Kyle will be here for three or four days. Okay. Yeah. And then he's going to New York. Well, at least you'll have some help. Yeah, but then that will be him being on TRL. So, I mean. It's worth well, it. It's so worth it. Worth it. So that I can just be like, hey, living on my 90s dream, just if only Sync was there. <laughs> and Kyle was playing. And Kyle was for playing. Them, for them, somehow. <laughs> Even whenever I went and saw them, like, if they had any musicians, I don't remember I mean, sure they if had they did, have, they were like in the dark behind I think they the had cloud. To have been, or uh, they were playing with tracks. Yeah, which was which for sure they were doing like a playback rig of some sort. But no idea if there were musicians. Well, real you can catch on Kyle on TRL. <laughs> yeah, with Logan Henderson. Woohoo! <laughs> um, other than that, um, just living the life. Yeah, you know. It's real hot again, as per usual. There's nothing new there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What's... Probably a couple more months of that. Ugh. I'm so over it. But I did, ooh, I had a nutrition workshop on Friday night. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. It was really good. And I made this super yummy, delightful, um, the name, I need to come up with a much better name to it, but it's a pomegranate watermelon kombucha sangria. Yeah. It was so good. And it only had... Four ingredients. That's awesome. We should post that. I will. It's so good. And it's so easy and it's incredibly refreshing and doesn't feel like you're drinking alcohol. Alcohol or like because you know sometimes sangria, because most of the time it's made with like cinnamon and cloves, it's very like warm Wintery. and winter. And this one was just super light and refreshing. It felt like delicious. Yes. You're like, my thirst is quenched versus being like, I just feel like hot. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that's exciting. Yeah, it was really good. And so, and I just kind of made it up. And so I, <laughs> I was happy about that. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. It wasn't inspired by anyone. It was <laughs> inspired by it. you. Inspired by me. That's a good inspiration. I'm making a very beautiful face at John right now. <laughs> or like palmy face or dance team face. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what's new with you? Um, nothing. My parents are in town now. We <gasps> traded. traded. So now my parents are in town. So that's who's babysitting all of our children yes. right now. All of our two Thank children. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So just hanging out, staying inside and trying not to be sad about how hot it is. Yes. Trying not to melt. Yeah. That's it. Just tr- trucking. Plugging along. <laughs> plugging along. <laughs> Just doing that train. Yeah. And then, I mean, we have been swimming a ton and I've been trying coffee enemas. Hey, that's a really great life. You know? Kind of, yeah. I mean, it wasn't as terrifying as I thought it was going to be. So Swimming and then coffee enemas. I Not feel... at the same time. <laughs> that would be really... Really disgusting. Really disgusting. If you're like, yeah, I use the pool as the bathroom. They say oh, to like gosh. have a toilet very close. I just decided. <laughs> I just laid right next to the pool and I just rolled myself in. To, like, just they say to up. lay on your left side. I just made sure my butt just was into the pool. I just gave up and rolled in <laughs> right at the end. It wasn't your pool. It's okay. No. Aww. Penny, oh, studio her. dog, is trying to break in. She just wants to some love. She's like, I need to be in that room with them. They're my girls. I know. And the fans in there. <laughs> oh. oh, it's okay. Um, okay, so. Let's dig in. Anything else you want to talk about? No. I'm okay. super excited to talk about coffee enemas. I am too, actually. Um, I made <laughs> sure to like, that didn't sound like I was, but. <laughs> Uh, I actually was very cryptic in the beginning of our conversation. And we always kind of have like a pre-show talk. And this mm-hmm. time I was just very silent during our pre-show talk. Yeah, because I she felt didn't like, want me to hear her opinions. No, nope, not until air. now. So you You'll guys. get my first reaction. Front row ears. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Front row listening. <laughs> oh, man. So um, there is... A lot of history for just like enemas. Right. Um, And enemas are basically just injecting liquid up to cleanse your bowels. Mm -hmm. And so there's many different ways to do that. That has been seen for centuries of people using enemas um, for cleansing the bowels. And um, but coffee enemas have um, a history of basically kind of going back to the ancient Egyptians as well. There's something called. Um, humoral medicine, which the ancient Egyptians and Romans created, where it was basically they thought that we were made up of black bile, yellow bile, phlegm, and blood. And whenever you had a buildup in your colon of waste, they felt like there was an imbalance. And so then that's whenever they needed to cleanse it in order to maintain balance within these four aspects of liquid within your blood or in your body. Okay, And so... That's kind of where it started. And then a lot of holistic natural medicine kind of leans on these that like those idea, pillars, those pillars of like we need to maintain balance right. of getting things out. Um, and so that's kind of where it all started. And then in 1917, the Merck manual, that was like pretty much where all doctors went to have it's basically what. I don't even know what it is today. For us, it was a different kind of like manual that we used where it was our go-to to look up any like nutrition information. Okay. And so this is what Merck manual was 
at for this them. time for yes. them, where it was basically like up until the 70s, you looked at the Merck manual for how to do anything. So if you had any questions, you went to this and it, it was in the manual to be doing enemas and specifically coffee enemas. Um, and then in 1920, this is where it gained a lot of popularity due to a man named Dr. Max Gerson. And Max, um, and he created the Gerson method. And so I read up a little bit about him and he was basically a doctor who was looking to cure his own um, migraines. And so he was looking at nutrition to see how he could affect his migraines. And so then he started prescribing this diet just to cure migraines. And then someone came back to him and was like, hey, this diet cured my tuberculosis, my skin tuberculosis. And he was like, what? And so then he continued to like prescribe this for skin tuberculosis. And then he partnered with another doctor who had a lot of patients in the New York area that had um, skin tuberculosis. And there was 500 patients that they did this diet intervention on. And it basically had the diet and then it used coffee enemas and it cured 496 of these crazy. 500 people of skin tuberculosis. And so it was um, a diet that has pretty much been prescribed as a vegetarian diet that has pancreatic enzymes um, and then the coffee enemas. And then many patients were able to be off of pain meds whenever they went on this diet. Mm -hmm. um, and then they were able, they were doing up to like six enemas per day on the Gerson yeah. method, which is just crazy. Which people um, are still doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, the Gerson method is still very much thriving yes. in today's whatever. But um, <laughs> coffee, it said coffee enemas had a positive effect on GI tract. So that's whenever they kind of introduced it. Um, and then that it detoxified the liver. Uh, coffee enemas also appeared in the Royal Army Medical Corps Manual in 1944. So this was something that, like, they also had, but it was mainly for treating shock and poisoning. So it was just to get things out, clear it out. and clear it out and get your body reset. Um, and then there was a renaissance of the coffee enema in, co in correlation to cancer treatments. Mm -hmm. And so this is where it kind of became really popular for a way for people who were dealing with cancer who had either tried everything else or didn't want to try mm -hmm. Um, to introduce coffee enemas as something to help get rid of the toxins, toxins free radicals mm -hmm. that are causing the cell damage to cause cancer. Which that still roots back to the Gerson Institute, yes, doesn't it? Right. For sure. It just had a renaissance of like, this is another, like the Gerson. This is like in the holistic cancer treatment yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. And so the Gerson method has been there since the 1920s. And then mm -hmm. 1938 was whenever he partnered with that doctor to look at the skin tuberculosis. And then I think in the 50s was whenever he kind of got another like wave of popularity in the cancer world. Um, and so then it kind of like kind of teetered off, uh -huh. um, especially like with science, the way it was going. Um, and then in 1990, it kind of had a resurgence. And then now it's obviously having another resurgence, resurgence with alternative medicine becoming our kind of norm. Right. Of what people are seeking because we aren't wanting to be on as much medicine. We aren't wanting to do as much. And we're looking for any way to prevent things from happening. Um, and so if you ask yourself, <laughs> what is a coffee enema? <laughs> 
Well, it's basically, Jonna will tell you more about it. It's just injecting coffee or a liquid, an enema is injecting the liquid into your bowel um, and then allowing it to sit for 10 to 15 minutes and then allowing everything to come out. Um, but how it claims to be working, especially with the coffee enemas, obviously you can kind of guess how it works because most of the time, most of the times enemas are being used for constipation. Mm-hmm. They're being used for um, mainly constipation, yeah. but there's a lot of other like things out there. Right now, coffee enemas are specifically being used for just detoxing your body, cancer specifically, um, depression, mm-hmm. any sort of like mental disorder, anything essentially to clear out yes. your body um, to get rid of the things that could be causing or wreaking havoc. Um, and they claim that the coffee, whenever it gets injected into, which by the way, my head, whenever I first thought of coffee enemas, I knew that it was a liquid. But for some reason, I always thought it was the grounds. And I was like, no, why would I ever think that? (laughs) So for the people also that like don't. It's brewed coffee that's cooled. That's cooled that you then put up. Yes. Some people say hot, which we will talk about. No, do not do that. Don't do that. Um, But basically, it's that the coffee goes up and it either stimulates an antioxidant called glutathione. Yes. And the glutathione is able to pull toxins or it's able to eradicate free radicals um, within the body. And so it's just having a really big increase of glutathione. Um, If you look up the Gerson Institute, they claim that the University of Minnesota has found uh, or researchers at the University of Minnesota found that coffee enemas increase your glutathione by 600 to 700%. I saw that. And, um, (laughs) <laughs> she and has it, so many it, opinions she's holding it i do um which decreases uh, inflammation and it decreases the free radicals in your gi tract um it decreases poor gut health and then liver disease um they also say that coffee enemas increase your bile production and mm-hmm. so it activates your liver it activates your gallbladder and what gallbladder got bile well i know how to talk <laughs> That was so confusing. That was a long, confusing thing. Okay. (laughs) Gallbladder. Gallbladder and bile. Like, I mumble sometimes. And so, like, that's a lot of big words. It's just the the bees. It's hard for me. Gallbladder and bile. Just a side note I was teaching a peer bar class, and this girl who does not speak like solid English, she came up to me and she's like, What do you mean by down an inch and up an inch? And I was like, down an inch up an inch and i was like oh, okay so like you go uh, like did it and she's like no what are you saying <laughs> and i was like i'm saying down an inch and up an inch and she was like will you spell that and i was like <laughs> down and she's like yeah and a n inch i n c h and she was like an inch like i was putting them together like and so she was like what's an, an inch? inch what's an inch and i was like an inch and she was like Oh, it's like, I'm so sorry. And so I mumble. And so it's hard. So liver and gallbladder. And so it's basically <laughs> saying that it activates your liver and then it activates your gallbladder to make bile. And bile is what gets released to pull out anything that you need to and it gets sent out to be excreted. So this is involved with your cholesterol a lot. Bile um, gets released. It pulls cholesterol. It gets 
taken out and then your body remakes stuff within the gallbladder or within the liver. And so this is where it's also thought that it is able to pull more things or grab more things in your GI tract mm-hmm. whenever it's releasing this bile from your right. gallbladder. And that's specifically because of an ingredient in the coffee, right? Um, the, so it's looking at the things that we talked about last time called the diterpenes. Yes. And so we're looking at cafestol and the kawil, however you say that. And then I think the other thing within that is, um, shoot, I can't remember the third one. It's the diterpenes and it's not the chlorogenic acids, um, but it's those two and the foliquinone or not foliquinone, something like that. I can't remember. I'll think of it. Um, But those are the things that we've already talked about that are actively active ingredients that are they think are what's causing it, which we did. If you think about it, we did talk about how whenever you drink coffee that's unfiltered, your the those diterpenes increase your cholesterol. And so if you think about it, if it is causing a release of your bile, then it could be increasing cholesterol production Uh if it's activating your bile or activating your gallbladder. Mm -hmm. Um, to make more cholesterol. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so that's the only way that I like can understand a connection where like, yes, it does increase your cholesterol whenever you drink it orally unfiltered. And then they say that whenever you inject it, it's activating your liver and your gallbladder to increase bile production. All right. And it's those diterpenes. Um, and so basically where science is at this moment is or why people do this that we've already kind of talked about it is just to kind of like get another like grasp on your health um and science is really 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 conflicted on this and so um we'll just kind of sit here for a minute and whenever i read that or talked about how the university of minnesota came out saying that there's 600 to 700 percent increase in the glutathione i searched everywhere for anywhere it. else but the Gerson Institute to say that. And I found nothing. That's so weird. So I don't know where they're, like, they don't have a reference. They don't have anything. So I don't know where that's coming yeah. from. That's the only thing where I'm annoyed by because I want to know why it's, it, or, like, how it's yeah. increasing the glutathione. I wonder if you wrote them if they would say. I could ask. Where it's like, I just want to know where this is because I looked just on the internet. I looked at PubMed. I went to the University of Minnesota. I looked everywhere for just where like who these researchers are that are doing this because I want to like know who they are because they're doing something good if yeah. that's them or I don't know or like I don't think they up. made it up yeah. but I'm like where is it yeah and so that's why I gave John a look whenever I read that just because I'm like it's nowhere else and if you google like that anything that else pops up is just someone quoting what the Gerson yes. Institute said and so I'm like, but where is this at? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> where is it at? Um, there have been, like John and I both found studies that talked about oral versus, because of how we talked about last week, there's a lot of like good things in coffee. There's a lot of health benefits, specifically talking about your liver. Whenever you think about like liver cancer or fatty liver, anything like that, mm-hmm. it, coffee has been shown to like help it. Um, coffee's also been shown to increase your glutathione production whenever you take it orally. Mm-hmm. And so um, we found these one study basically broken into two different things to look at. And um, they looked at in just 11, which is not a big population. So it's really hard to extrapolate. Yeah. Um, but they found that 
oral coffee had more glutathione in the blood than in whenever you injected it from an enema. And so, but again, 11 subjects, men, not a lot, lot, and only one study being done. And so um, there's no way to say oral or enema gives you more, Mm -hmm. um, but until more studies get done. And so that kind of leads into where the science is at the moment, where it's basically if you go on any, like anything where it talks about enemas or coffee enemas, you get a proliferation of good and bad, where it's basically some people are saying it's incredibly good and this is why. And then other doctors saying there's no scientific evidence because there isn't like studies aren't being done on coffee enemas being good or bad. Um, And enemas are used all the time in the medical world. Yes. Um, It's just specifically coffee enemas are not, or they're used for a specific reason, like in preparation for a surgery or preparation for a procedure or like how in that, the manual where it was Mm -hmm. basically like to remove something of you or to relieve constipation. And so that's where doctors are, feel safe. Right. Saying this works um, and they don't feel safe saying other stuff works because there are negative things that have been seen with it. Yep. Not that many, but there are. And and those negative things, I feel like, are things that would happen from anyone doing any enema, though. Yes. So I feel like there's nothing specific to coffee at all. Yeah, I don't think so. Because even like so... Enemas can cause an electrolyte imbalance, yeah. but so can uh, enema using like sodium or using right. saline or using something else. Or you know? doing a flush. Or, yeah. It can cause a fluid imbalance if you're doing it a lot. Right. Or if you're doing it and you're having negative side effects like diarrhea continually. Yes. <laughs> you know, like that's going to cause an electrolyte imbalance or perforation. perforation. <laughs> Well, honestly, some of these, so when you're like looking up, oh gosh, I'm starting the like train so soon. Um, When you are looking up coffee enemas and how to do it, some of these people say, put it up so freaking far. Oh my gosh. Yes. So Aaron, our wonderful producer and Jonna's husband, (laughs) he sent us a video about coffee enemas and it was a, a psychiatrist doctor talking about it. And she said to go up. 11 to 12 inches into your large intestine to the point where it goes to the where it goes across your stomach which is crazy that seems to me ridiculous that to me is like that's danger zone yes perforating yes but also i kind of think people that perforate might be one who knows what they're using which is terrifying yeah and two are you you just shoving it up there as hard as you can that's what i feel like most people are doing like everything i read to was always like If you have resistance, stop. Don't shove things. Or even the fluid. So it's like your bowel may not be able to take up all the cc's of liquid. Right. And so it's like don't force all that liquid in because that could also cause a perforation. Right. Wow. And so it's like just listen to your body. Don't force force anything. If something stops, just stop. (laughs) Just stop. stop. (laughs) I'm just imagining what that would look like if... You couldn't hold any more liquid. It would, I feel like in my mind, it would just be shooting out everywhere. <laughs> 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 you 
you're the only one in this room that would be able to have an idea about that because I have no idea. I don't know how the liquid, unless somebody was just shooting, sh- like going full speed ahead. Yeah, I think that's what it is where it's like. Or, They're going so fast. Yeah, so like it's not able to maybe like move, move up. up. Yeah. And so it's basically where like your body or like your intestines just can't hold as much or if there is something there that's maybe like stopping it from going yeah. i don't know i don't know but that's all they said it was just yeah. basically like don't force all the liquid up if it can't all Go up. fit yes that makes sense <laughs> oh, yeah goodness. i mean and then um i think this goes along with whenever jonna said don't use hot coffee <laughs> and then i said some people say use hot coffee um if someone tells you to use hot coffee tell them to go away f themselves because that's the stupidest information because it can cause rectal burns yeah no. anything hot going i think up, hot or cold's not good just try to be body temperature. temperature or body temperature yeah yeah that's solid advice hot tip don't put boiling hot liquids into your body up your arse don't put it up your arse or you'll burn <laughs> Um, yeah. And so, and then the other things were basically like death because, it, but the thing is, is like in the workshop I gave the other night, it was like, I had to say where we're talking about water soluble vitamins or fat soluble vitamins. And most people always are like water soluble. I can have as much as I want because it's just going to go out my urine. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is upper limits to some. And if someone was like, well, what's the like side effect of this one vitamin and i was like well you know we all died but this one someone died <laughs> it <was> like, <laughs> i don't know if it was because of the vitamin it was they traced it back to it but oh it's just it was in like an extreme excess um and so where it's basically like it can happen to any way like someone like if something else was going on or whatever so it's kind of like the WebMD of like, if you look something up, there's going to be some, like someone saying cancer, you know, if like you're going to have cancer if you have a sore throat. And so it's like, if someone's looking for a side effect of something, there's always going to be that someone potentially died from it, you know? And so it's like, take that with a grain of salt where it's like, yes, but is that there's been one or two things, maybe even one. And so it's like, really, is that a side effect? But that's what medical doctors hold on to. And so right, you right. Have, they're because like, if there's one, what's the point of this? Exactly. And it's like, it's been documented in the literature where right. it's like these adverse or like bad side effects have been like those are in the literature. Like if mm-hmm. you do a PubMed search, you'll find all yeah. of those where yep. it's basically like, well, this happened, this happened, this happened. And that's all that yep. you see really you know and so doctors don't have anything to kind of lean on because they haven't really studied it no one studied it good yeah. or bad no one has studied it and even like the doctors that prescribe it whenever we listened to this um girl on another podcast talking about it it was basically even she was like it's all anecdotal mm-hmm. like there's no like we have an idea and she had an even different idea as to how um, it's activating your liver and getting things going. Right. But it's basically like, we don't know. It's all anecdotal and it's working. So we're continuing it. Right. You know? And so I think that that's, that's where it is. It's like, there's a lot of anecdotal and there's not a lot of science. And there's not a lot of science either way. You know, right. like there's no good or bad out there. 
Interesting. <laughs> that's that's what the, the the interwebs tell us at the moment. This is true. Yeah, I um, I concur. Everything that I saw is yeah. anecdotal. Yes, and then like Gerson, lots of Gerson. Yes. Um, or if they were, if there was a study, it was studying not anything that would tell us what we want to know. Besides, yeah. there's one that I found. Um, and then this guy, I don't know how reliable he is. He's a doctor. Mm -hmm. He's an MD, Dr. Lawrence Wilson. What kind of MD? Don't know. Okay. Uh, but his site, he does sell coffee enema stuff. So I was like, but, um, he has had clinical experience with over 40,000 patients or students through the years who have done enemas Mm -hmm. and to date. Uh, he's seen known indication of like flora disruption. So that's the only other thing I could find is yeah. like, is this messing with your bacteria because yeah. you're flushing? Um, and he said that it did not mess with it. Hold on. I feel like the only way it would, would be if you were using something that would pull out like, like charcoal. Yeah. Like charcoal right. or something where it's like coffee is just kind of. It's not the coffee doing it, you know? Yeah. And then this says um, biodynamic wellness in San Diego. It's Mm -hmm. a clinic. Mm -hmm. Says um, there's been no proof of that either. Like they don't see it at all. Um, They've run stool analysis and there's like no effect on the flora. So that's one thing, though, that when you look like a negative about coffee enemas, Mm -hmm. that's what people will say and. That's not one of them. Interesting. So there's that. Um, also, before I start, something that was so interesting to me is a lot of the websites or the the internet that yeah. touts coffee enemas will give this kind of like weird, um, like folklore. Mm-hmm. For did you read any of it? I read some of them. I okay. Only. I'm only going to talk about this one that is so funny and so weird to me because I just don't understand how it's even slightly possible. But supposedly during the Civil War, did you read this? Uh, Keep going. So during the Civil War, there was a nurse and she had a bunch of patients and um, they would do enemas like as normal part Uh of medicine then, which makes sense Uh um, for the time. And she was running around frantically they didn't have enough staff and accidentally used a old pot of coffee like a cold pot of coffee and the person immediately said that their pain felt better Mm -hmm. and so since then like all during the civil war this one nurse did coffee enemas on people definitely didn't read this one this is everywhere like all (laughs) like tons of blogs use this one story which was so funny to me because i was like how do you accidentally use i just i guess i don't know what enemas <laughs> were like then so maybe it I was mean, easy to mess up imagine that? that they're using like super dirty brown water Who to knows? flush up i mean i would feel like they would imagine they would have to have like maybe boiled it and then the only thing i could think is if it was in some sort of a thing like a con- maybe not like a pot because they didn't have pots of coffee i then. mean it was like a, probably a stainless steel kind right. of like percolator and she just dumped and thing. went yeah and it, and it wasn't like a see-through that's thing. the thing that makes sense to me potentially but then that's also the only I'm way just i can like, figure it out so that mm-hmm. might be part of like the like pain relief 
portion of where people yeah. claim to have pain relief is stems back to this one little funny myth thing. Yeah. But supposedly she did it the whole rest of the time and they saw great results. But Was she on the north or the south? That's how we'll decide <laughs> if it's good or bad. I don't know. It just always says a civil war nurse. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I care about that. Do tell. No, I just <laughs> I was basically just gonna say, like, if she was on the north side that we're gonna go with a yes. We're gonna say obviously it worked because they won and <laughs> they were doing really good. So. If like potentially she was on the south, she did not clearly do a the great north job. one because of coffee enemas. Obviously. If you do coffee enemas, Guys, you will add win that wars. to the folklore. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <sighs> I don't even know where to start right Zach, now. Take that to your troops. <laughs> Coffee enemas. <laughs> okay. Where should I start? You should start at why you decided to do it and then cool. your experience. All right. So I will say I decided to do it mainly for the podcast. Yes. But also my husband was has been like reading up all about them and wanted to try it. So he ordered totally. all this stuff probably six months ago mm-hmm. and then it just sat in our closet because neither of us felt like we had time. Now that we've done it, it isn't as time extended. Extensive. Esten- <laughs> it isn't as time intensive. Yeah. Extensive. I don't know. <laughs> isn't as time consuming as I thought it was. That's there a much go. better word. <laughs> um, so there are tons of claims for yeah. everything. Yeah. A lot of people believe that the liver not working properly is the source of almost anything that's happening in the body. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What I did appreciate about Mm -hmm. most of the stuff that people were saying about coffee enemas is they weren't saying that the coffee enema is detoxing you. Mm -hmm. They were saying it was supporting your liver to help your liver detox you better, which I appreciate it. Me too, because that's how the body works. Exactly. Um, And grammar and verbiage matter in whenever you're talking about how things do it to make us happy. (laughs) Mainly Amanda. Mainly me. So everyone who's anyone in the holistic world pretty much loves them which randomly i did like look so i have been doing continuing education in like functional nutrition and they Mm -hmm. gave us like access to a natural medicine uh journal Mm -hmm. there is nothing about coffee enemas in this natural journal like i made sure to like go not just to pubmed because that's not just the only source for things and so I was like, okay, I'm going to go to this journal and like, there has to be some stuff nothing. here. There is absolutely nothing There's about nothing. enemas or coffee enemas. Nothing coffee. has been studied at all. Yeah. So but even like anecdotal for doctors saying it, nothing. I was right. like, what's happening here? It's so weird. There are like on the internet, a lot of holistic doctors. There's a lot of doctors that, that like have it. Love it. Yes. Um, And prescribe it for their patients. Yeah. And especially in the cancer realm, I think that. So is that the like Gerson the, protocol yes. that they're and so, doing? And then like um, the like Dr. Nicholas, oh shoot, Gonzalez, I think. Yes, that's it. He also- um, Who died of mysterious oh, reasons. Oh, I didn't even know. Yes. I didn't look that up. I just cared about I didn't look it up. Was. It just says tragically deceased under suspicious circumstances in one of the articles that I read. Interesting. Interesting. He's, Nick is the guy, Nick- Nikki is the guy that partnered with him, right? No? Gerson? Yeah. No, no, no. He was like he was much younger. He's an oncologist. Yeah. He partnered with another doctor though, and they were like trying to do a study looking at like for 
they tried to get passed by the National Integrative like Medicine or whatever mm-hmm. to like do this study looking at like 90,000 patients or cases doing the Gerson um, protocol or the Gerson or not the Gerson, the Gonzalez protocol or the Gonzalez like it's something. basically mixed with the Gerson. It is. It's a little bit different where it's not as one note. Mm-hmm. Like he was very much about every person has their own specific makeup. So each diet needs to be different. Each like pancreatic enzyme needs to be prescribed differently. Um, and then they like it was pretty much really similar to a lot of things you were taking where it's a lot of like. uh animal kidney or animal like yeah. whatever like a using lot of like desiccated yeah desiccated thyroid yes to work that for sort that. of thing which has um, like i mean a lot of mds will prescribe that yeah yeah and so that's what a lot of the gonzalez method is and so i think they just didn't get the funding or they didn't get something for it to move forward but i was reading like on um the national complementary complementary and um alternative medicine page like it's a the government section of medicine um part of nih mm-hmm. they wrote about him and they were saying that this upcoming study was happening and that was back in like 2000 and nothing has like come of it yeah. so it looks like um, they are trying to like raise funds and do research yeah, to like still. keep moving forward so if you have a passion about it you should donate to it <laughs> yes um to the like have, some, have some, some stuff published but um so he is probably one of the other ones that's like going. And I think a lot of other doctors probably are doing it too, but they were specifically talking about cancer where it's like, yeah. this is helping to relieve cancer yeah, and so specifically pancreatic cancer. I, a lot of times. Yeah, and I think other. most of those, most people that are doing it for cancer or like intense autoimmune diseases mm-hmm. are doing them like every four hours or like six a day, which is a lot, but so much. Who knows? I mean, there's not a study, so it's like maybe. The only thing is, like, hopefully, they're like someone who's doing that isn't just like looking on the internet and, is and actually doing working with the their doctor, so that yeah. they can be maintaining their like fluid balances. Yes. So we're not going to talk about that though, no, because no, no. I don't have any of those things. No, but so. that's predominantly what like most people are prescribing it for. Yes, I have seen through my research people that will do it every day, every single day. Um, to like support their health, maybe like people that have had fertility will mm-hmm. do it every day. People that have a thyroid problem, people that have pretty much anything, coffee enema yeah. is basically <laughs> what depression we talked about yeah. that. Um, so that's those are the people doing it, everyone. Yeah, totally. And the reasons that it's all being diagnosed. Yeah. I mean, prescribed. prescribed. Um, okay. So. I did it for the podcast mostly, but now I am pretty decided that I want to try it. Not every day. Yeah. I've done two, like a couple times a week for the next couple months and see if I see any difference. Yeah. I can tell my experience or should I do that? Should I tell my experience? That's exactly it. Because I mean, for me, I, even if. Like, whenever we get done and we're talking about how I really feel about all of this, mm-hmm. like, I don't think I'm going to do it. Right. For myself. So, I can also talk about some of the stuff that excites me about the idea yeah, of so it, Yeah, and so I want to know what your experience is because I am vicariously living through you. And also, 
I want to know if it's something that I would ever be open to doing because there's a lot of things that like I don't think that I would be open to doing, but then I end up doing them. Yeah. I've heard a lot about saying yes to things lately (laughs) and not just like sitting by and maybe this is something that I should say yes yes to to the coffee enema. So I think the first time I ever was... Did Shannon Bedore do a coffee enema? Yes, I think she did. Or she was at least doing an enema. It was for sure coffee enemas. I think so. I think so. And Brooks was doing them too. So the first time... He didn't have cancer. Yeah, but that's what he was doing when that doctor came, that whatever it was. So... Whoever that was. Whoever that was. was It's probably So Real Housewives of Orange County was probably the first time that I really even thought about an enema. This is the most hilarious moment ever. Shannon Bedore is coming out of her bathroom and like frantically running around before going to some event. Yes. And her now ex-husband. Yes. R.I.P. R.I.P. He's not dead. R.I.P. that relationship. Yes. (laughs) He's now dating a young whippersnapper. Yes. Um, she thought she lost the end of the enema in her body. <laughs> and so her husband's like looking up her beehole for her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she ended up finding it and it was not in her butt. It was on the ground or something. I don't even wasn't know. It? I just want to know That's how. That's what I do want to know. Like after doing one, how yeah. does one believe that they have lost a piece in right. their intestine? So I guess like all different things could be, all, I don't know. There's lots of different enema kits yes in my head it doesn't feel very smart to make an enema kit that has a removable portion at the tip that would be at deepest part inside of you so it does it is removable the tip Uh of it but it's like this long long enough to like it has a stopper on it and it yeah i mean i don't know how it would even come out because i didn't even put that all the way up and you would be putting the tube up you at that point. Yeah. Maybe she's one of those that goes up 12 inches. I mean, the tube too. That's so weird. So I don't understand how she even thought that happened. But that, <laughs> that is my first experience with hearing about enemas. Yes. Okay. So in preparation of doing the enema, I read a bunch about it. And uh, some of the stuff that excited me about it was um, seeing a lot of anecdotal stories about die off so Mm -hmm. when people are going on like a gluten-free diet Mm -hmm. or cutting something out of their diet that was a regular thing that potentially was hurting them and then they feel really sick is that Mm -hmm. real from a nutritionist standpoint um most people whenever like you're talking about whenever you very first start an elimination diet yes um some people feel worse for like the first couple days and then they feel better by like day three or four. Okay. Um, it could last a little bit longer if maybe if you have like an excessive buildup in something. Right. But um, it just base like it's basically around you. So like my most recent client that I did an elimination diet with, she felt horrible for like five days or yeah. six days. I have friends that really believe a lot of the holistic medicine that Mm -hmm. will say that they'll feel sick for like a couple weeks. No one that I have done an elimination diet with has been that long. They're doing it properly and making sure that they're taking care of themselves and feeding their bodies still enough food. Mm -hmm. They do not feel bad past five days. Okay. I don't know what that means, but (laughs) I'm just saying it Uh, for their perspective or my perspective. Both. Both. What do you not understand? Well, I'm just like, 
Maybe that is, maybe that's not. Totally. So we're not saying that it couldn't be that. Either yeah. way, I have a lot of friends, a couple friends in particular that like have really bad die off mm-hmm. and it feel I feel like they're allergic to everything or mm-hmm. they think they're allergic to everything. They have a sensitivity to everything. Um, and so I would like them to try it yeah. to see because it's supposed to help with that a lot. Yeah. The first time I did an enema, I was on my period and I was kind of scared. Because I was like, that's a lot going on at once. You have a lot of things up you at this point in time. A yes. diva cup. And well, then I the took enema. my diva cup out and laid a black towel down. Okay. Because I was smart. scared. Yeah. I was like, like, there's, there's just too like much. a lot of things. There's too much. Um, but so I Googled doing a coffee enema on your period. Yeah. And a bunch of articles came up saying this can help with cramping, mm-hmm. bloating, headaches, fatigue, like basically all PMS symptoms. It's the cure all for it. Um, all for everything. I, this month, did not, was not experiencing cramps when I did it. That's nice. Which was really nice. Yeah. So I'm like, hmm. Um, you weren't experiencing it prior to, or you did it at, like, the beginning before you would have gotten cramps. Usually I'd get cramps first day, heaviest day. Okay. First and second day. And you did the coffee enema on the first day? Or the second day. Second day. So you hadn't had cramps prior to? No. Cool. So uh, that I can't say anything to that. I might try it again next time, though. Let's see. You should I, just so we kind of have like a... Yeah, I did have a headache. An idea. And it did not go... It went yeah. away while I was doing it, but it did not... I t- ended up taking Tylenol yeah. after. Um, so for me, that didn't help that. Yeah. But I don't know if it's one of those things. I feel like a lot of the like voodoo medicine that I'm talking about, it they say that you have to do it for consistently for things like migraines or a headache to go away like your body and to me the headache thing actually makes sense why it would go away because if you look at an excedrin bottle or anything in the headache yeah they're using caffeine to help treat your your headache Mm -hmm. so my argument to that would be not a lot of caffeine gets absorbed that but then also why not drink coffee Right. Like it, if you're if you are having a caffeine headache, mm-hmm. like why wouldn't you just drink a so, cup of coffee to be refreshed so some from people that don't, versus some people with like a migraine don't even drink coffee because that can trigger it. Totally. Or they uh, some people will be sensitive to drinking coffee, but they are fine doing an enema. Yeah. Which is what anecdotally people say that most of their clients, they can do a coffee enema, but they can't, they can't drink, drink a, cup, a cup of coffee cool. if they have like caffeine sensitivities mm-hmm. or something. Again, this is all just what people say. Totally. I find it intriguing just because so many people say it. Yeah. Um, so I will explain it because I think when you read it, it sounds terrifying, but it wasn't actually so scary. It was actually, no. False. It was very scary prior to doing it. And then it. once it, well, you were yes. doing it, you were like, this is not as bad. So first off, the end is way smaller than you expect it. It's like the size of your pinky, okay. which is way less terrifying than I was expecting. For some reason, I was imagining like dildo sized. Well, yeah, because you're just thinking <laughs> anytime you think about something going up your booty. <laughs> it's usually dildo it's sized. It's usually dildo sized. <laughs> Pinky size. So this one was much smaller. <laughs> Which was comforting to For look at. Sure. Looking at the coffee was scary. Um and also it's really diluted coffee. You're not just putting like your yeah. regularly brewed cup of coffee. It's yeah. like two teaspoons or tablespoons off to oh, it probably should 
posts like a good we'll link or like a recipe. Jana's recipe that yes. she uses for her coffee enemas because we care about where the coffee's from, how you're brewing yes. the coffee. And so we'll make sure that like we give you guys Yes. That, that all really does matter too that it you're does. using organic mm-hmm. coffee. So I want to say we used what? What do we use? We used two tablespoons and it was Cafe Vita. Shout out. Shout out Cafe Vita and Uh, shout out Aaron. Yes, they were organic. Um, Yeah. Too bad you didn't use the blueberry essence ones. (laughs) Essence one. So it was coming out. (laughs) No, because then if there was essence of any of the antioxidants or minerals or whatever in the soil too that could have been like soaking back up into your body. Maybe. Um so, yes, I'll post a recipe for that because that's like, you're not, you're most likely driving listening to this right now. So you're not, you don't have you're your pen and not, pencil out. No. Your pen and pencil and paper. Only people <laughs> that still do that. I feel like is me. <laughs> yes. No one else does. Um, okay. So I hung it up probably like a foot, two feet So it's in me. a bag. It's in a bag. You put it in Medical a bag. Medical silicone grade. Okay. So it's basically kind of like if you were to get an IV, exactly. it would be a bag like that. Yes. Cool. That's been sterilized. Um, after reading more and more, I kind of am intrigued by getting like a really nice shatter resistant glass just because the silicone, I don't know. It seems silicone, like it'd be healthier. I feel like is pretty, like especially because it's reusable and nothing like seeps in and out right. of silicone. Yeah, I don't know. I just like it, the idea of it being glass. I would be petrified of it being glass. I feel <laughs> like I would like break fall it. And break on yeah. You. So I laid down. Actually, on your right side is what they want you to lay Interesting. on. Interesting. Everything I read was left. Yeah. Well, it's it's very divided, but from yeah. the most part, I've seen right side because it already easily travels up the left side because mm-hmm. that's your descending, right? Hmm. I don't know. Yes. Uh, and you're laying on your right side to get it to travel over. Ascending transverse. Yeah. Over towards your ascending slash gallbladder and liver area. So your ideal is to hear a gurgle (laughs) under your right rib cage so that you know that bile production is being like started. There you go. Who knows? Um, I did not hear a gurgle the first time of any sort. Yeah. Um, it was very calming. I watched a really dumb show. I can't remember what it was, but I remember being like, I'll never watch this again, but it's distracting me. <laughs> um, so I used organic coconut oil on the tip, inserted yes. it up. It was way less terrifying than I thought. I didn't even barely, like the tip going in was not an issue. And is it the pinky size all the way down or does it get uh, larger as? No, it's it, the same size okay, cool. the whole way. That's the, also the top, encouraging to hear. It kind of like... Um, tapers yeah a little bit because it has holes in it so okay. that that liquid can come out uh-huh. um but it's yeah it's not bad and the tip wait like, it tapers or it goes out it goes out Ooh, okay a so tiny bit a slightly yeah bit. but it's okay. like this but still pinky sized cool. so it's not that scary okay um the tip going in was the easiest thing ever and i was like oh this isn't scary at all yeah. and i like i could keep going and i don't feel anything yeah um the liquid going in, the start was okay. I recommend going really slow. And then everything yeah. that I read was like, if it starts to feel overwhelming, stop, Yeah, sit, and let it travel up more. 
And then when you feel comfortable again, you can start again. I think that's really great advice. And then if like you doesn't feel comfortable starting again, like just stop. Yeah. I think that's good advice. For sure. For so sure. I, could, I got through both bags both okay. times and I was fine as long as I had to stop probably like three or four times. Mm-hmm. And then once it was in, once I was completely done with that, I sat for 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, so total time with the three to four stops maybe was like 20, 25 minutes, maybe 25. 20? Okay. Probably, close, probably like in between that. I don't know, cool. seven minutes. So not like an extraordinarily long time. No, cool. Um, and then the first time I went to the bathroom and it was like done within like three minutes. Honestly, it yeah. was just like fell Everything out of me out. basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I had to push a little bit. It's not that loose. No, no, no. <laughs> That's not why I was laughing just the fact it fell out of me no i was laughing because i like a group of friends i had in texas one of like a girl was getting married i think and we or before she got married and another girl was married and she was like guys no one tells you that whenever you have sex and you don't use a condom it just comes out you whenever you stand (laughs) up and so that's what i thought it doesn't just come out of you like that. That's good. You got the time okay. to stand you have the up. Time to stand close up. Close the door. Sit okay. on the toilet. I feel like if you have control, yeah. Rather, I'm sure than some people. Like, I mean, some people will say that they'll like do it in the bathtub, which I was like, that's kind of horrifying. That feels way At what more point traumatic. Do you give up enough to do it in the bathtub. I just laid on the ground on a towel, stood up, yeah. closed the bathroom door, and yeah. went to the bathroom. I think that that's like way less acceptable than, and way less scary. Yeah, and way less scary than like. As soon as you stand up, stuff is mm-hmm. going to start pouring out and of if you. And if you, you start know? feeling like an intense need to go to the bathroom, if you just like roll around a little bit, like uh-huh. um, like I turned off my side and laid on my back and then laid back on my side, I was fine. Okay. Which is weird. I wouldn't expect it to just be like a wave and then gone. Yeah. Um. So the first time I did it was so easy and I did get really cold after and got the chills. Yeah. Which my friend Jacqueline, shout out who loves all this hippie stuff that I don't know what I believe or not for a lot of it. Um, She said that when she was basically like detoxing her body from um, black mold, Mm -hmm. that she was doing colonics. Uh And when she would get chills, they would tell her that was a good thing, that it was like stimulating her lymph system or something like that. I don't know. But that it was a good thing, that it was like showing that stuff was being released or I don't know. For me, it feels like it it feels almost like something is causing like an imbalance in Mm -hmm. you, you know, and for me, it feels like not a good sign, but I don't know. Like there's as a just hearing that kind of thing. It's like it feels not right. Not right. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't either. (laughs) Nobody here to live to tell the tale. So Obviously, it's okay. I am. The second time (sighs) I did it way less scary to start because yeah. I knew what I was getting myself into. Um, and I, I feel like it was some sort of stones came out this time. It wasn't more, it wasn't more painful, but it was, a, I was like nauseous yeah. going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But they, I mean, this is what's hard about this type of medicine is all of these things can be good signs in this type yeah. of medicine. Like your, your body is responding to like the toxins that it's expelling and like it's a good thing that it's releasing those so you're feeling like totally 
I feel like that's where it's hard for traditional medicine and alternative medicine to to be on the same page. Right. Because in a lot of the times it's like, or it's like people, because sometimes this is not what I'm saying about coffee enemas, but it's a lot of where I feel kind of like, you know, like cult leaders sometimes are like, Hey, no, keep doing this. Like, this is, this is what you need to do. This is like, even though you feel kind of like this isn't the right Mm -hmm. move, you know, but they're like, no, you need to keep going through the process. Right. Well, you need to keep going. And so it's hard where it's like, as someone who's rooted in science, mm -hmm. it's hard sometimes to be able to see that that's a good sign. Like, ultimately, whenever you think about that, you're like, that feels like that shouldn't be happening. So, like, we should re-examine like what's mm-hmm. going on in your body. Unless it's actually versus... like it, they they say that it's really good for hormonal imbalances. Like, there's so yeah. many things that could be happening that can cause like a wave, or honestly, just like going to the bathroom that violently can cause nauseousness. Totally, Nausea. <laughs> so. totally, and like even the like idea of potentially having like stones or something in there. It's kind of like. That feels scary to me. Yeah. In the sense of like, what else is going on? And, but I feel like that's where the rub is. That's where the rub from alternative to traditional medicine is where it's Mm -hmm. like, is that a sign that's good? Or is that a sign that we should be concerned? Right. And And science needs to step up and tell Tell us us what it is. Exactly. You know? So yeah, we don't know. There's not a clear cut. Answer for no. that. Keep going with your su- your story, and then we'll talk about all that. I got chills again the okay. second time. Okay, but I'm excited to do it again. Yeah, because I I feel like I want to I want to experience what people are saying they experience from it. Yeah. Um, whether or not that's real, yeah. I don't know. And yeah. if I could say that I experienced it, I think that'd be cool to be like, it does work. Yeah, <laughs> it is some magical thing. Um, Aaron. And the thing is, is I can conjecture so much about stuff like this. So clearly something in my body doesn't work correctly for everything to be having happened with fertility stuff. Yes. And even if none of, yeah, I mean, just the stuff I put into my body last year, even I feel like my body's probably recouping, recovering. Um, So I can look at that and say, of course, Aaron left it feeling really refreshed and actually had, like had he had like a little boost, like energy. Uh-huh. And my friend Bri, who I've talked about before, like she introduced me to elderberry syrup. She loves like feels energized from doing yeah. it. Um, I felt like no energy from it. I felt more sluggish. You probably. felt drained. I don't know. I I don't know if I felt drained more than I just felt not. I felt like cold. Yeah, but, so cold but and I want to wrap up in a blanket. Yeah, and I did it in the evenings, which yeah. people will say don't do it in the evenings because of caffeine, but that didn't bother me at all. Um, and I did right afterwards drink a big mason jar of water with a pinch of salt in it for electrolytes. Yeah, I think anybody should be doing that Agreed. if you're um, trying this just to if help. You're doing any sort of enema for sure, or flush like yes. the like cleanses that people do where they're flushing their whole system your electrolytes are just all over the place yes um yeah i want to try it again i'm excited at the idea of it i'm really excited at the idea of and trying it for die off yeah that's my one (laughs) (laughs) your story's out there now i would love for her to try it we can go 
Yep, 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 yep. Yep, 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 yep. We haven't had to do that because I haven't been cursing. Nope, but we can do it over my friend's uh, name that you're yes. not allowed to know. I want to know if that helps because she does struggle so much with so many things. Yeah, I would I love mean, to see her try it. And then I even, I have friends that have like Lyme's disease or autoimmune disorders. Yeah. That I would love to see what does this look like? when you try it and do you notice a difference? Cause some people anecdotally, people will say I have to do this every day yeah. because my pain is not manageable unless I do this. Yeah. Which is so bizarre to me, but if it works, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm willing to try it. I don't. Yeah. I'm willing to try it. I haven't seen a gigantic difference. I did. I think the day after the second one, I felt better than mm -hmm. I thought I would, but yeah. I don't know. And I want to see that like clarity of mind thing that I don't necessarily feel like I've seen. But to me, that just goes back to drinking a cup of coffee. Yeah. I feel like this is 100% like my personal opinion, not anything, obviously, because nothing right now is rooted in science that right. we're talking about. But it's basically like you already kind of don't have a lot of like mental health stuff. Like, yes, you've had a really hard year. So I right. feel like you could potentially be feeling like clarity or release from that. Yeah. But I feel like an imbalance that you potentially could be having that it could be helping if it's really helping with like depression or anxiety right. or whatever. Like, I feel like maybe you're not at that point. Right. So maybe that's why you're not feeling like maybe. a clarity because mm. you've kind of been able to like get out of it yeah. a little bit, you know, like you're already kind of at a Yeah. Well, a we know we're going to be able to talk Kyle into this. So who knows? Kyle's <laughs> real into weird stuff sometimes. So who you can hold hands and do know. it together. Like, I kind of feel like if I were to be like, hey, baby, do you want to try a coffee enema? Or do you want to eat a plate of vegetables? He'd be like, I'll take the enema. <laughs> maybe so, we can do it then. Maybe he'll try it. I, and then another thing floating around before we finish up, unless you have more to talk about with it. I have it. stuff that we just want you to talk about. You can ask me where, questions where, or where we feel. Where we're both just at on it. You yeah. Know? Um, a lot of people will be like, I've lost 12 pounds since mm -hmm. starting this. Yeah. Part of me is like they might have actually been ridiculously backed up because yeah. that is a thing. Yeah. Um. The other part of me thinks you shouldn't be doing this at all for weight loss. No. So please do not be doing this for no. that reason. And um, and coffee enemas aren't even be being like touted or a thing for constipation. Like that's not what people say to do it for. So, Interesting. Yeah. It's all for liver function. Yeah. Is why you would do a coffee enema. Yeah. Enemas in general are constipation. Are constipation. Exactly. Coffee enemas are all about activating your liver or antioxidant capacity. Mm. Yes. And then, I mean, that's if there is some study out there that shows that 700% I need to know of that it. glutathione, glutathione is, I mean, I think that's convinced. That's an awesome. That's why I'm like, yes. You, can't just say it you need to back it up like back it up and let us know where right. this is coming from and so that we as like scientists and we as professionals in a health realm 
can then look and see how that was done so we can because that's the issue like this is i'll finally be like this is where i stand on it yeah where it's like i'm basically kind of angry at science yeah where it's like there's no reason it's been around since the 20s for no one to have done a study at least to look at whether it's good or bad Yes, there has been like negative side effects, but those were done so long ago or found so long ago. And if you think about it, it could have been done by people who were not educated by their medical professionals that had these side effects. Right. And so it's like you can't hold all of your laurels on that. what was the kit that they were using or like what? what? Yes. Yeah. And if you at least would step up and be a doctor and not be concerned about like potential, like I think it's not like most people will be like, it's about big pharma and it's not Mm -hmm. being able to prescribe you something or whatever. But like deep down, I feel like it's because doctors have liability issues and it's like if you if they prescribe you an enema and you do it incorrectly and something happens you will then sue them exactly like people are litigious and that's where i feel like they become very conscious of their like liability Mm -hmm. and they will not prescribe you something or tell you to do something that has not been proven in the literature to help them be protected Right. And it's not about big pharma. Like, I believe people are much better than that in the medical industry. Mm-hmm. There might be some crappy people out there. There's crappy people in any right. industry. But majority of doctors get into this profession to help people. And they can only do what they have the information about. Yes. And so it's like if scientists or people in the research arena want to really have an answer that's not anecdotal, do a freaking study. Right. Do a freaking study. Like mm-hmm. grad students out there, PhD students out there, do, do a, study. a study. Like any college student would probably be willing to do this, especially if you say that it will help you drink better. You know, like it's detoxing Which your actually liver. Actually, a lot of people, that was another big one yes. that I didn't even think of that were on was all over the internet, was hangover Hangovers, cure. Hangovers, like, do this in a study. Yes. Come on. Like, you have the perfect <laughs> You should people. reach out to uh, one of your old professors. I do have, professors. A, like, my best friend, she's a, PhD, or she's a PhD, and she's a professor at TCU. You should and so she reach has out to like her stuff, and be like, like you, you should, should encourage do this. a student to do this for their thesis or yeah. whatever. My uh, grad advisor, I'm still very connected to her, so maybe I'll be like, she's more in like fat metabolism so Mm -hmm. maybe it could be connected but someone please do it because that's the issue i have right now where it's like i have nothing good or bad i want science to tell me why it works and the issue that there's no reason like there's only conjecture as it could potentially be happening yeah and i got really excited like last week i was like there was a study done in you at the university of minnesota they looked at this, they found this, like that makes me really excited to be like be able to say yes to this. Yeah. But then And then I can't find, find anything yep. to support it. And so Yeah. I and I would love to see a study that was like doing it over six months, maybe. Yeah. And they like do the blood a blood draw before, a blood draw after each time and just see And that's what it needs to be. Yeah. I mean the that's what that one study at least tried to do looking at the glutathione and then looking at the caffeine and like antioxidant capacity. But I mean, it has to be done in more than 11 subjects. Yes. And at least 
like even so my research whenever like just to give you guys kind of an idea if you look at a study and this is why it matters is like my study at least had 20 subjects right and that still was like a very infancy study yeah like you can't draw conclusions conclusions from from it you can see a way that like it should go and more studies need to be done from this Mm -hmm. and so 11 subjects are very like it's a very small pool and so you can't draw a lot of conclusions from one study done in 11 subjects right and so you're like oral enema like who's giving us more glutathione Mm -hmm. who's well the study that they looked at specifically glutathione there was no difference between oral and enema but the one that was looking at just an antioxidant capacity saw that oral was more. Right. And so I'm just basically at the point where I'm like, I would love to be able to tell my clients Go to do this, this and it'll cure everything. But again, like I have liability right. insurance. Like I have a liability issue too. And yeah. it's like until I feel Also, we're super... not telling any of you to do this. No, we're just no, giving no. our experience and our opinion on it. Yes. You're making and that so decision on your own. You're making if you do your it. decision. <laughs> On your own. Don't you come back and say, yep, I did that, told me to do it. We're not telling you to do it. We're saying this could be an option if you want to try it. Yes. Um, but I would love to because I have people in mind that was like, I feel like this could really work for them. Yeah. I mean. But I can't until I know why. Like, right. Just for me, I need to just know why it works. Yeah. And it might just be one of those mysteries for a long time. I know. And then another question I have that science could potentially answer would be or the like for people who are skeptics would be if they're looking at like people with the Gerson or mm-hmm. Nick Gonzalez or whatever it's kind of like it's in conjunction with a lot of stuff so it's like is it the coffee enema or is it everything else that they're doing exactly and so it's kind of like what's yeah happening it to be the most beneficial thing but I feel like if it's working work but I feel as long as you're under the guise of a doctor of some sort, I feel like you're pretty safe doing the things you're doing. Yeah. But um, I read an article by like at the Atlantic or from the Atlantic where yeah. it was basically saying there was, they're the po- most pointless thing ever. No, it was about well, yes, but then it was about like this sh- the show called My Strange Addiction, and mm-hmm. someone what like yes. came on and was like addicted. to I remember enemas. that episode. They did like a hundred a month. Yeah. It was like eight to 10 per day. Yeah, it's a lot. That's so many. That's where I feel like if you become addicted to it in that sense, Mm -hmm. there is a level of unhealthiness to it. Yeah. To me, being addicted to it would is like a neurological. It's like a. I don't know. I have so many thoughts on it. But I feel like you're com- you're just being addicted to like feeling like you're doing something good yes. for yourself or like the r- ritual of it. Totally. And the honestly as a mom, you sit there, you close the door for 15 minutes and Ideal. no one's going to bug you. You can Ideal. read, you can watch a show, no one's going to bug you. <laughs> you just have minutes. Like that's why I'm drinking a can of wine right now is because Ellis woke up and I needed to do stuff. And I was like, I need five minutes to myself. That's <laughs> all I need. Should have done an enema. Should have done an enema. And then she'd be like, Alice, go play with the dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm basically at the point where I'm like, I'm pro you doing it. Um, keep doing it as long as you're like maintaining health wise. Yeah. If something really negative comes about, obviously I'm going to be doing research on like the way the things you're experiencing to make yeah. sure that like you're being taken care of the best way. But like until there's science to say no mm-hmm. and there's so much anecdotal to say yes. Why not? Why not? And I 
think a lot of people, maybe not a lot of people, but where I stand on it is like, I've tried everything else. Might as well try it and see yeah. if it kickstarts some weird random thing that was living totally. somewhere in my body that maybe yeah. can balance me or out. Or there's something that like that you didn't know was going on and it's going to help get rid of that. Exactly. And then your body's going to be able to work so, and you didn't even know. I, I feel like a lot of people probably end up landing there. Like, yeah. Why think, not? And even if it's... It's not the coffee enema and it's other things, but if that's your Kickstarter to integrate other healthy things into your life, then right. do it and just be like cautious and careful as you're doing it. And it's safe as long as you're doing that. Yeah. And you know? yeah, I mean, you can Google it and you will see so many amazing stories from it, whether or not they're viable truthful i don't know but there's a lot of anecdotal evidence out there that says that they do something good yeah what that is who knows we don't know it's all hypothetical yeah so i'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10 because i'm gonna try it a few more times yeah for now yeah but i mean i also have read so this was interesting to end us i was reading i wish i remember what it was i read so i was actually reading articles a lot of the time that I was sitting there doing the enema too. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, we well, like, one What's of them was this to me? story and she had like blogged her whole journey through some autoimmune disease. I don't remember what it was. And she was so sick and she started doing coffee enemas and she noticed like such a big difference in how she felt that she did one a day every day for two years. Mm-hmm. And after two years of, she um a diet change and coffee enemas mm. she was like basically in remission with her autoimmune disease and yeah. now she doesn't she hasn't she said if i feel like i need to do it again i will but i feel good i don't feel like i need to do it so that's awesome i think that was interesting i was excited by that that someone felt really sick and then after a couple years of just being consistent they felt good enough to completely stop and are like, maybe if I feel like I need it, I'll do it again for yeah, a month. But, but it's not something that I have to do every day to feel good. Yeah. I feel like that's that's the issue I have with a lot of things. So like that's why I won't go to a chiropractor anymore mm-hmm. because I became dependent upon that to feel good. Right. And that's why I hate any like supplement companies or like diet programs or whatever. It's like I can't get my head around Anything that is forcing you to buy their product or forcing you to do something right. to feel good. And so it's encouraging to know that there's an end. Right. But like sometimes. For this person at least. And also you know? sometimes people are sick enough or something else is going on enough that they have to do something to feel good. Like they're, yes. they don't feel good on their own. I mean that there's like because obviously whenever she was like sick at the very beginning it made her feel good right but it wasn't that like her entire life depended on it like she right. still feels good not doing it it yeah. got her to a healthy point exactly I, what that is i don't know why yeah. we don't know no why we there's conjecture as to why but totally. there's not any science to say why yeah so i don't know it's not as scary as you think. That's good to know. Yes. Because definitely hypochondriac over here was nervous about something going up, especially after I heard six or 11 to 12 inches. I read that and I yelled. I was like, what? But yeah. the thing is like, I think probably that long. Mm-hmm. And I went the Which whole she's way. she's giving like four, she's giving maybe four to six inches. Exactly. Right um, and I went the whole way and I, like I'm saying, it was not. Yeah. 
bad. I was expecting it. You know, I think like the when you're putting a tampon in and you're like, this seems like it wouldn't be comfortable. Yeah. But then it doesn't feel like anything. Or the diva cup where it feels like this could be very not comfortable and it's fine. Right. That's yeah. exactly what it was like. Yeah. Because the diva it cup was is actually, much larger it was than actually that way going less, into us. It was less than a diva cup. There you go. Because it's so small. Yeah. I mean, it's the size of your pinky and a diva cup folded up is the size of like three fingers. Right. Per if you've had a baby. I mean, think about the size of your poop. It's true. It's much probably larger than your pinky. <laughs> Most people should be larger <laughs> than your pinky or then you for sure should do a coffee enema because if it's not larger than your pinky, there's a lot of crap still up there. Yes. Or it's really runny or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on it or yes, your experiences with it. Maybe in a couple episodes, we'll do like a special just live episode where if anybody can talk about it, that'd be so interesting. Yeah, We'll put a feeler out and see how yeah. many people have even tried it to see yeah. if it's worth talking about. But for sure, I'm super interested in it. I'm very intrigued by all of the stories that I read. I am too. And that's why I'm so mad. I know. I'm mad too, because it just seems like if that, okay. And this is one of the negatives that I've, I saw a lot of doctors saying if this was the cure to something or if this was that helpful in someone's life, don't you think we would have already done it by now? And I'm like, well, well you haven't studied it. Yeah. So how do we know? Because that's not a valid argument to me unless yes. you studied it and actually saw that it didn't matter at all. So that's like the same argument that people said about dry brushing and cellulite where it's right. like if people were really getting these like things, wouldn't we know? Right. That's not a solid leg like, to stand on. Right. Like at all. Where it's like if people are getting, people are getting these results. People are getting these. It's like, mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to look at it and be like, why are people saying this? So that right. we can at least like, if it's wrong, if these are the things that people like, if you really believe that this is people just like saying crap. Prove and it. it's not real. Then do it. Yeah. Where it's like, let's do something. Do something to at least have something to stand on to be like, wouldn't we say it? Wouldn't you say it if it like <laughs> it doesn't make any wasn't, sense? Wasn't yes. you know like that's? I think that's the most annoying thing that someone could say. When that actually turns off that mentality, animals. so like those few doctors or medical professionals that respond like that. Yeah, my friends that so I like to think of myself in the middle. You're very in the middle. Yes, I, f- I feel that way about most things in life. Yes, which is really weird because I used to say I was middle. very <laughs> Dietrich's favorite song. <laughs> I was very polarized person, and now I feel like I land in the middle on most things. Yeah. Uh, so Amanda, you're not even a full on just like everything is dumb. That's I think you've gotten better actually since probably this podcast. Well, I think I've always been open. It's just more about as long as I understand mm-hmm. why. Right. I think you're a little more open and less skeptical since starting the podcast sure. potentially. So I feel like there's Amanda, me, and then friends that I have that are full yes. on like, I won't listen to anything a doctor says because they're evil. And the yes. reason they feel that way is because of answers like we would know it already. So it's not even worth my time listening yeah. to you even say that you might have had a good response yeah. from food being medicine or yeah. a coffee enema yes. or this random supplement or drinking this tea like or bone broth like all of these things that people that say they see, they feel better when they do it yeah and then there's just of course the few doctors out there that will say you're dumb and that makes them feel like you're evil 
Yes. Which is not helpful for no, anyone. not at all. We and need I to be meeting in the middle. <laughs> Why don't you just... <laughs> I don't have the money to pay for the rights to the song, so there you go. So keep singing a different song. <laughs> yep. Um, no, I think I, I told Jonna this at the beginning before we started recording. was like there was a doctor I read, an article that he wrote. It was a really funny titled like website. Yeah. But... um. He was basically like, so many doctors say there's no other way to medicine than this way. And he was like, I don't agree with that. And I feel like so many more doctors need to be on that way. Like, he didn't Mm -hmm. agree with coffee enemas, but he's open to the idea if, like, a patient comes in and is like, hey, I want to try this. He would at least be like, okay, like, let's figure out what we're going to do. And if you do this, like, let's make sure that everything's okay. You know, like at least being open to people's ideas or being open to how things work versus like just shutting someone off because then basically you're not getting anything from any relationship, you know, or growing as a doctor. Like, I think that's one of the things where as a dietitian, like I'm very open to hearing things because I want to learn Mm -hmm. and I want to know why. And that's why I'm like, even if this is anecdotal, like I want to know so that then I, I could introduce it into mm-hmm. my practice as a dietitian or at least be in a place where I'm like, okay, so this could possibly work. Let's try it. Like there's not yeah. a lot of science, but hey, like there's no, like as a health professional, if you continue to practice the way you've practiced from the time mm-hmm. you graduated, you're not doing it Well, right. think about any other, so let's think about, um, like a hairstylist. Yes. Oh my gosh. Imagine great if analogy. when you went to school for hair, if you never went to another class, never changed how you cut hair over 30 years. Yeah. Then we would all have, well, what we have now, 70s hair. Exactly. <laughs> well, we're all but, going back. That, you'd be okay for just right now. Not yes. for, but like that's bowl cuts were a thing totally when people went to school yes and that would still be a thing if you never got continued education exactly so and and got continued education from not just where you feel comfortable yeah you know like go into areas you're not you're not comfortable to learn more yeah i feel like that's where a lot of health professionals lack yes so i don't know so I end stamp. I say yay. Amanda says meh. Yeah, I'm a meh. I'm a meh yay. Yeah. I'm a, that, but the only reason I'm yay is because I want to keep trying it. Yeah. I want to see if over time my reaction to them changes. There's actually too. people I really do like client wise. I want them to try it. And so I'm not like anti it. I just want science to step I up. I agree. Okay. I hope that was enlightening. Please write in because. Yes. I would love to, if you do it, I want to know why, what, how. What are your experiences? Exactly. I would love to know that. So. Yes. Yay. So before we go, anything happening fun while your parents are in town? No, it's too hot for anything fun it's to happen. It's so hot. But we're still just plugging along on the adoption. Yes. Please so. give if you guys. Yeah. We're getting closer and closer. Yes. We're in like the final interview stages of yes. the home study. So I know that it may seem like we've talked about this where if you hear about someone being like, hey, I have like this thing that I want to like happen. And you're like the donations. It feels really overwhelming that you have to give like tons of money. Yeah. But literally if you give $10. 
and it's $10 you tell closer. someone else like, hey, there's this thing and that person gives $10. Like that's just you not going to get coffee two times this week. Or in LA, like one and a half. Yeah, it's like one and a half, <laughs> literally $5. Yes. Um, and so it, it's not much. And so if your heart feels led and just know it, it doesn't have to be big, like the small things make things happen. Exactly. And so those yeah, small so we're things dropping, get to the point. We are dropping a fundraiser yeah. soon, hopefully. We're finishing up a video, so you guys will be able to see that in yes. our link tree on Instagram. Yay! Um, but we're doing a 10 for 10, so find 10 friends willing to give $10, and we can bring the baby home, which is really exciting. So encouraging. We're getting so, so exciting. close. Yeah. Yes. So, and also, just if you want to follow our story, that's in there. Yes. So that's kind of where do. all of our attention is going all the time right now. I feel like that's a very awesome place for the, your attention yeah. to be. Yeah. Coffee enemas in adoption. <laughs> What else could you ask for? I mean, maybe I do have things to be anxious about. Maybe the coffee enemas are just you're making you flushing just all that making out. Making you feel so good. There you go. You're our anecdotal evidence. <laughs> That's me always. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, do you have anything fun going on? Uh, just ready for Kyle to be home. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Australia. Yay. He's done with Katy Perry, just doing some other stuff now in Australia, and then he comes home on Thursday. Whenever this Woo-hoo. podcast comes out, he will be home. Yeah, he will be in Los Angeles. It will be fantastic. Yes, uh, hopefully he's smart enough to sleep on, uh, sleep on the plane. He's like leaving on the ninth and comes home on the ninth, so he's gaining a day. So he really shouldn't be tired. True, you know, should be more awake than the rest. He of should us. be like, oh my gosh, I have this day. It's awesome. I gained a whole one. <laughs> Yes. I'm ready to move wood in the backyard. Thanks, Amanda, for that job. <laughs> well, welcome back, Kyle. Welcome back, Kyle. And yes, please write us. And yes. we will talk to you next week. Yes. Bye. Bye.